Hello and welcome to the podcast Life Without Limits. So today I've got a great guest with you today. So we're going to talk about stories that have about people that have had tough times and gone through tough times and come out the other side to achieve great things. So today my guest is Dave Weverell, who's a three-time Paralympian the Paralympics table tennis. Um, but now he's trying his hand at adaptive CrossFit and he's absolutely smashing it. So let's talk to Dave and find out a bit about his story. Hi Dave, how are you? Hey Anthony, yeah, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, I'm truly honoured to uh, to come here and chat to you because obviously um, we've 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 kind of crossed paths recently, shall we say? So uh, it's nice to to make new connections and and train hard, and and that's what we're all about. So yeah, let's go with it, shall we? Always, yeah. So let's t- tell us a bit about you and your story. So that's open ended, isn't it? So in a very quick nutshell um obviously you alluded to it so my background is table tennis um i've been to three paralympic games um obviously goes without saying i grew up with a disability um and everything that comes with that and i'm sure we can touch on that in a bit um in more detail but um yeah so i i played table tennis played beijing 2008 london 2012 and rio 2016 i actually qualified for tokyo 2020 but the uh, the COVID year and a few extenuating circumstances, shall we say, with injuries and whatnot, and uh, and and things kind of put the nail in my coffin uh, in, in in the coffin for my career. Uh, so come back from injury and instead of going back into table tennis, which I feel like is that's done and dusted in terms of my uh, my career. I'm uh, I've always, to be honest, what what makes me tick and my passions has always been pushing my limits, like you say. This is why we're here chatting about it today in terms of um, getting fitter, stronger, faster. That's, you know, medals only really mean so much. And they've never really, it's not really been my motivator in my career, um, even though it is a, you know, it's it's a nice signifier of how much effort you put in and, and your level and, and everything that comes with that. But I've always been more in touch with the wider responsibilities of being a Paralympian, um, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, that now translates into doing crazy stuff and showing the world and myself it's for myself really in, in terms of what I can achieve so I'm, I'm well into the the CrossFit and I always have been kind of a fitness freak um and obviously when you put that in a in the context of disability and and kind of showing everyone what we can do is is yeah that's what that's what gets me up in the morning now so long long may it continue we'll see how long the body uh <laughs> the body holds out um but yeah you know as well as anyone how um how important it is to, to life and stuff. So yeah, um, that's me in a very quick nutshell. Um, and obviously I can elaborate further. In yeah, so course. it's all about kind of, now we're just kind of like pushing ourselves to see how far we can really, like what we can really achieve. Because I think everyone doesn't know what their potential is until they actually try and try new things and find out. And the same with disability, like people see people with disabilities and think, you can't do this. You can't do that. And it's up to you to find out what you can really do. And you may just surprise yourself. Absolutely. With, 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 with you, um, so what what is your disability? So describe to us what your disability is. And was it yeah. was it from birth? Yeah. So, so I, um, I, I do feel like my disability and growing up with a disability has shaped who I am. And I think that's obviously a cliche, but I think it's, it's kind of the, the similarities between 
loads of Paralympians and loads of people with disabilities who have pushed themselves to their, like, you know, you don't know your limits until you push them, right? I guess. So um, I feel like that's quite an exciting thing. And obviously there's a gray area and I feel like you and I, maybe we can sometimes push ourselves past that limit to the point where it's not healthy and not conducive to, to being good to our disability, shall we say. So, um, but I feel like it, it definitely instilled like my whole ethos and mindset for pushing myself and proving myself and, and um and making up for my limitations shall we say so i know that sounds a bit deep and a bit like i don't know but that genuinely is how i grew up and i had a bit of a chip on my shoulder when i was younger to be honest like my i had a brother well i still still have a brother who's a year older than me much old uh you know much taller much stronger much quicker at everything better at everything so he was like my benchmark um so i never really considered myself as disabled as such um it wasn't till i got so oh yeah, I was born with a bone condition called multiple epiphyseal dysplasia, which in layman's terms means that all my joints are misshapen and my bones don't grow properly. So, so it's quite so in terms of everyday life, it's very painful and like it impacts on, you know, it's just pain management. Um, all my joints are grinding against each other. I've got very little cartilage. So it's it's pretty much like extreme arthritis um, where like for my like playing table tennis wasn't good for my hips really like it was like i had in terms of ball and socket joint i almost had a rugby ball it was just hanging off the joint so it it is quite painful and i feel like that's like in terms of how it impacts my life it's just it's well it's only pain right so i've done a lot i've done a lot of sports psychology and a lot of psychology and i think growing up with those struggles kind of does inherently make you quite resilient and quite determined mm. um but it wasn't till I was a little bit older where I fully accepted that I had limitations and I couldn't do everything that my brother could do, for example. Um, and I, yeah, I, I kind of learned to accept my disability and stop comparing myself to other people. And I think that's a unbelievable kind of, it releases a big loads of degrees of freedom in your mind in terms of pushing yourself because you're now pushing yourself against yourself and you just want to get better or something. I think I've always had that instilled in me um i grew up in quite a sporty family and having that platform of well eventually yeah. became table tennis um made those tough times and all that pain a little bit more e like bearable a little bit more easier to push through because you have that goal right you have that and obviously i didn't even know the paralympics existed when i was younger so when it obviously became a bigger thing after um i think it was after sydney and athens um you know that that's an amazing opportunity to achieve something massive in life and i think without that those those tough times would have definitely been a lot harder so so yeah um going back a little bit i i actually broke my leg when i was 10 playing football um on a school playground actually so i think it went down in i mean pe like people my age for, who i went to school with still i see him every now and then like i haven't seen him for years i'm living back in plymouth now where i grew up and um it's like, oh, you know remember that time when the air ambulance came and landed on the playground and everyone thought it was really cool but obviously that was the one of the biggest traumatic memories in my life um but i feel like you you will you'll know the same like bad shit can happen in life right can i can i swear i've just sworn anyway bad stuff happens and i feel like that was a bit of a silver lining in a way like because if that hadn't happened i would have never started playing table tennis and i would have never gone on to do all the amazing opportunities and all the things that I have done and all the people that I've met. Um, so, so yeah, I started playing table tennis as a little bit of rehabilitation um, in a way. 
my my dad used to play as well so that kind of helps but i never used to give table tennis a chance i used to think it was a bit um you know i, w- I would rather be out running around doing all the grizz stuff playing football um but then the table tennis did kind of save me in a way it was a sport that i could play without too many limitations i was better than my brother which was a big thing for me um and uh and and i was pretty good at it and i was always quite good at sport but um i just think i found my my calling in a way and um yeah i think you enjoy something if you're good at it right i think that's uh something which aids your motivation and and aids your enjoyment in, in a certain activity so the rest as they say is history i um just got addicted to getting better getting, getting stronger and i guess table tennis was always my platform for demonstrating that even though i'd always been into the fitness kind of things and i was always very much living like an athlete professionally in terms of everything that comes with it it's not just smacking a little plastic ball back and forth over and it's about you know looking after your body and the nutrition side of things um and i tried to translate that professionalism into all kind of aspects of my life like academically as well so i guess that's me um and yeah had an incredible career in table tennis which um i, I mean you know at, at the time you, you don't really think that you can grow up and live your life as a table tennis player that was kind of unprecedented especially in the uk um but the paralympics gave such a you know london 2012 especially just revolutionized everything and and gave uh you know me and my teammates an unbelievable opportunity to to live out our dreams and then and we did that so so yeah i think uh looking back now you, you can kind of look back with a little bit more of a holistic view on things and think you know we're in a good place in the uk in, in terms of great britain and, and paralympic sport and the opportunities that are out there for kids with disabilities um because it's not easy is it it's not it's not easy like everyone who's got a disability has some sort of struggle sort of um difficulty and and overcoming that is, is not easy but you know we're here that i guess if i can or and yourself and all the incredible people that i've met you know help each other and i think that community is 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 really important and um yeah i, I, I love it you know like so i guess in a nutshell that's why it's it's never been about the medals for me it's it's nothing to do with medals you can quote you know oh how did you do in your career i won this this and this it's, it means nothing for me like it's all about who you are and, and what you represent so yeah. And that's what, what, in a, what was your in a quick, easy way. That's why I love CrossFit, mate. I love it. Like it's it's all about pushing yourself and and just represent. It just represents that, and it's it's yeah, it's it's brilliant. But yeah, no, rewinding back, probably my my favourite one was was probably Beijing, if I'm being completely honest, because that was my um my first one. I was 18. I was a little bit young and not naive, but inexperienced in the sense that I didn't really know the magnitude of what we were dealing with and what what kind of the experience meant. Um and yeah, I was riding a wave of productivity and and um you know no pressure from my point of view in terms of a sporting sense. I wasn't expected to win medals. There was no there's only the pressure that was under myself. But I think um it was um influenced a little bit by being in China and table tennis um is like you know, Beijing was like Mecca. Well, China is Mecca. Yeah. It's a it's a big thing over there. So it was an incredible experience. I'd never played in front of thousands of people before, and then we were put into the pressure cooker. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was 
it was you don't you know you you don't know how good a tea bag is until you dip it into hot water, do you? So um, that was me getting dipped into some hot water, and I played really well in in Beijing. So it was. Uh, it was well, one, one, one of my um, favorite one of my favorite things to watch was um, it was it was on the news, and there was there was this guy who literally dived across the floor to hit the shot midair and win that point, and then I realised that guy yeah. was actually you. Yeah. That was me back in the day. That what was that. That was 11 years ago now. He wouldn't recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say to um, anyone, if, if you want to, if you want to watch, a, if you want to watch a clip of Dave playing table tennis, look him up on TikTok and look up Paralympic diving shot and you will see that shot is incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I cringe a little bit now because not, well, not cringe. That's the wrong word, but I think, um, it's something it's 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 good it's nice yeah it's nice to be it's something to be proud of put it that way like i'm quite proud of what that shot represents because i got a lot of um it went pretty viral and i got a lot of good feeling off that and i know i i actually lost that match so i kind of keep it a little bit under the radar a little bit but no one remembers that so it's fine everyone remembers this brilliant shot but that's what it's all about i think and and you know i'm proud to have shown the world shall we say like how good paralympic table tennis actually is because i think b before london it was maybe there was still some negative um kind of uh um what's the word like opinions of paralympic sport and whether it was you know what the level actually was but you know you have to be a, a bloody good athlete to be a paralympic athlete and and you know you have to be up there in terms of able-bodied terms and i don't think people really really grasped that until london 2012 happened and they were actually, actually these guys are you know remove the disability these this is this is good this is good level this is absolute athletes here um and i um i still kind of bang that drum a little bit because you know it's not this you know you could be an average you can't be an average athlete and have an injury and then just oh i'll, I'll try the paralympics out you know you have you have to have been training all those years and and you have to put in the time and the effort and it's not it's not as simple as just having a disability is it um and i think those were views that were genuinely held by some people um, back in the day but i think now there's the the respect and the the understanding that yeah so it's nice nice to maybe demonstrate that a little bit yeah definitely so after your three um paralympic games what happened then why did you choose not to continue doing table tennis uh well it wasn't really a mental choice as such it was more circumstance in terms of um my disability is a degenerative disability so i'm not the i feel like mentally i am the animal i'm the beast that i always was but physically i'm you know i'm 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 going downhill should we say and uh which is one of the reasons i like crossfit because it's it helps you know stay you know the muscular stability around my joints and keeping them strong is is so crucial for me and my pain um, and I feel like it's a bit of a hurdle sometimes, like working out and training can be really bad for my bones. But if I don't work out, it's definitely worse for my bones in the long run. So there is a fine line. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know there's there's quite a few people with my my disability is quite a rare condition. And I know other people with my condition do struggle with staying in shape or getting in shape in the first place and I feel like I'm lucky in the sense that I've always been active and I've never got to the point where I can't jump over that hurdle to the point where I need to get strong around my joints because I've just gradually built it up over my life and I know that it can be tough 
especially like I had my hip replaced after my table tennis career and I put on quite a bit of weight and I could hardly walk and I and I was in, I could, couldn't I didn't sleep for like three years because I just couldn't sleep during the night because my, I was in so much pain and it's just trusting that you know every time you wake up in the morning it's you feel like my bones just turn to concrete and I cannot move in the mornings I just got to trust the process and remind myself that you know just crack that concrete down and break through that pain initially and it gets easier it does get easier um and it's the same with getting in shape I think it can be really hard with my condition um but realize once you do have that muscular endurance that muscular strength it your pain does diminish but it's just painful to get there in the first place so that's why i'm kind of riding the wave at the moment like i've got myself back in good shape or relatively um we can always get get stronger can't we right and um i feel like i feel like it's it's a big thing for me like fitness it, it really does impact my life and i have to stay like that otherwise you know it's a lot worse for me in the long run so um yeah but you know some days are just tough some days you're gonna have more pain than others and you can't i mean you can't be mentally strong all the time i don't think and it's important to realize that um and i got to that point with my table tennis career really where i was just playing in pain all the time and it wasn't fun anymore and i was pushing my body to the point where it was breaking point and yeah i was still doing it but it wasn't fun like it wasn't good for my bones and like the twist like i can run up mountains i can do crossfit all in one plane of movement i can do you know squats and all that kind of stuff but just twisting on my hips and playing so like one one or two forearms and it's it's frustrating i go up and coach the kids still these days and like i've run a mountain on the weekend absolutely fine and then play five minutes of table tennis with the 10 year olds and i'm ruined like it's so frustrating but i kind of accepted that now um but it was yeah my career was probably done three years before i even finished if that made sense like in between rio and tokyo my, my bones got deteriorated quite badly so even though I qualified for Tokyo, it was kind of the right time to call it a day and um, move on to to some to a new passion. But I say a new passion. I think that passion was always just as like strong as table tennis anyway. So maybe I should have quit. Maybe I should have moved on and, sooner. Who knows? And, what, and, one, and one, one thing I was amazed was um, when, when looking on your Instagram, you actually completed a half marathon on your crutches, didn't you? Yeah, so that... I mean, this is the thing. Like, I love it. Like, you have to be kind of weirdly perverse in your brain to enjoy pushing yourself through that pain. Do you not think? But I, I, I absolutely love it. Like, it's just a the sense of achievement you get from something like that is way more than any table tennis match you can ever win. I genuinely believe that. Like, okay, being good at table tennis, there's there's a lot of people who are good at table tennis. There's a lot of, you know, but there's not many people who can who can do you know you can really push yourself like that and like hey, it's not something i can do every day don't get me wrong um but every now and then i know i've got it in the bank and it was to prove to myself more than anything and it was a bit of a good milestone because that was not long after my hip replacement so i was kind of was like a recoiled spring ready to go and i knew i was gonna snap and just absolutely explode at some point and then that was me just letting out all the emotion and just going for it and just proving because i think when i was in hospital i promised myself i was like i'm gonna do a half marathon that that that's literally what got me through it in a way i was like i promised myself that i would do it so um that that you know when you're lying there in a hospital bed you you kind of it's hard to see the bigger picture sometimes and the, the magnitude of the task of getting to where you want to be is so far away you've kind of got to split it into into chunks and just take each day as it comes and remind yourself and 
scrape the barrel at times, but you can always scrape the barrel. There's always stuff. There's always some motivation somewhere. And where you get that from is up to you. I think it's different for everyone. But for me, I was like, one was Snowden, because I used to run up Snowden, and it used to be fairly easy. And I then I could barely walk up the only, my own stairs in my own house. And I was like, I'm going to do that again, and I'm going to do a half marathon. So, yeah, that was that was quite a quite a you know symbolic, meaningful thing for me. So, yeah, it was, it was good. Weird, it was tougher on my hands than it was on my. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, um, people, for most people, running a half marathon is hard, but you're doing a half marathon on your crutches, and like. And last weekend, you you decided to go up Mount Snowden on your crutches. It's like, yeah. wow. So we did. The, so it must ruin, must we ruin did your hands track. as well. We did the um, the track that's not even a track, just like literally straight up the mountain. So that was tough on my my arms. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I started. I used to run without gloves because I never did the distances where my hands would look like they'd been crucified um so i started wearing gloves and it's a little bit better but yeah no my my hands are pretty tough now so i mean anyone who's done any kind of endurance event toughens up a little bit but i think that's i just do you know what i mean i i love what it represents like if you can push yourself when you're on that mountain and you're on that run and you feel like you can't do another step but you do another step and then you do another step and then you take it each step at a time and in the end you've done a thousand more steps like if you can push yourself like in the moment like that you can honestly get through any mundane problem in life like or any big problem in life mm. i genuinely swear by it like you train yourself to be mentally resilient and it all comes from it's all in the head like i love that it's nothing to do with how able you are or you know it's nothing to do with your phys physicality like it's all in the head like it's so it's fascinating i love the psychology behind it and then you get to the point where you wake up in the morning and you're just like ready to go you're just like a absolute mental resilient fortress of let's have it then let's, yeah i am feeling like concrete yes i can hardly move but give it 20 minutes of press-ups and i'm ready to go i don't know i am i'm a bit like a of a nut sense I, I i get kicks out of it now i, I can't say i always yeah. used to be like this um i just you got to trust the process you've literally just got to yeah. trust it and i i, I, um, I always say yeah, if, if you I, push I yourself it. as hard as you can normal life is easy Yeah, I think there's so many parallels between sport and life and business and well, anything in life. Like, um, I feel like it's taught me so much. And again, it all comes back to my disability. Um, and I think I think it's all interlinked. And, and playing sport and having that background, you know, like I said, shit happens in life. And I'm sure it will happen in my life. Like some bad stuff will happen. I'm yet that is yet to happen, but I'm, a, I'm prepared for it. I'm ready for it. Um, and I think, um, I think no matter what happens, um, you know, like back in the day, maybe I did have feelings of, oh, why me? Like, why can't I just, I'd love to be able to run a marathon and not hurt in the morning. I'd, lo I'd love to be able to, it was always table tennis related for me back in the day. Like how good would I have been or could I be if I wasn't disabled? But it's, that's all irrelevant. Who cares? Like, you, you, yeah. you know, you can, you can never, it may be fun to think about hypothetically. Yeah. But. I mean, that's quite a common question in terms of what's my level. Yeah. What is my level? I don't know. It was my level. If I was able that's, to body, how good of, would I be? In that's the how a lot of thoughts have been through my head. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of thoughts was, I'm fast now, but 
God, how much faster would I have been if I could use my whole body? But a friend said to me, you maybe you wouldn't like that. Because yeah. A friend, a friend said to me, you can't think like that because maybe if you use your full body, you wouldn't be doing the sport that you're doing. You'd be doing something completely different. So the you now yeah. exists would maybe would never existed. So you just got to do the best you can do with where you are now. Amen, brother. And I think that's, um, you know, that, that hits it home a little bit in terms of, you know, especially growing up, like if you could experience, it's easy to say this once you've got those experiences and you learn naturally through being in those pressure cooker situations and being through that grueling times, that's how you get strong. Um, but you just don't know that when you're, when you're a kid and when you're growing up. And I, I feel, I feel like maybe I wouldn't have been as, I definitely wouldn't be as mentally resilient and as determined and as, have the ability to push through all those barriers and the, those pain kind of hurdles if it wasn't for my disability. So, you know, I've got a lot to thank, thank you for, you know, because of my disability, not despite it, like it's literally, I'm sure it's the same for you. Um, and, I, and I feel like this again is all this knowledge and all this learning is very easy to say between conversation, me and you, but it's a lifetime of learning. It, it is, this is not just instant growth that happens after one difficulty. Like it's a lifetime of, growth and understanding and learning about yourself and what makes you tick even now. what is what makes me absolutely we gotta be sponges we gotta soak it up and this is why yeah. i love the crossfit and seeing all you guys and you can learn because, so much yeah, in CrossFit, you can always push yourself further and further like wow i never thought i could lift that heavy or wow i never thought i could do that many pull-ups or whatever like that yeah. things like that so how, how what, what how did you it's get a reason to get up in the morning that's for sure and i well, I feel I feel like this is like because obviously I grew up with my condition, and if you have a, like a, a traumatic injury or something like that, and you it's thrust upon you, you got to go through all this growth instantly, and that's that's I, I do I don't know how people do that. It's fair play, like that is tough, and and being in the Paralympic world and seeing some of the things that people have gone through, um, it makes me feel like a little bit fraudulent in a way, like a little bit humbled in the sense that, and especially in the CrossFit sense where. You know, you put it into a, a sporting, athletic, elite kind of, um, uh, you know, put it in that kind of frame, then it just blows your mind and it, and it kind of really inspire you to push yourself further as well. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just think, I think it's, 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 it's really hard to, to kind of articulate in a way what it means. Um, because unless you've, been in that kind of unless you've got that bug then you, you kind of you, you get it you, you you get it like maybe you yeah. can articulate it better than me but um, yeah so how, how, <laughs> how did you how did you get into crossfit you thought i'll finish with table tennis i've done the half marathon oh i'll give crossfit a that adaptive crossfit a go now yeah well if i'm completely honest with you i've done it for i've done it for a while like like a years like i just haven't never i've never competed in it i used to like i got a lot of friends and and this is the thing in life like it's it's about the connections i've made and and not necessarily where i've been and what i've competed in it's like the, some of my mates that push my push me on an everyday basis like you know that's really really inspiring and and like i've got a lot of friends in the crossfit world who i've trained with that helped my table tennis career but it was always about table tennis back then it was always about getting stronger and getting more power and and being a bit animal um and it's only really this year that i've got into the the not i don't want to call it competitive side of things because i'm not even 
I'm not even looking to be a competitor, really. I mean, that's an that's a byproduct of of doing it and Just being doing it now, it yeah. and getting stronger. And like, obviously, yeah, it's like my social. It's like I don't want to call myself a hobby crossfitter because I'm not. Because I am a very competitive man, but I think that's not that's not my fundamental motivator. If that makes sense, like I'm not I'm not coming to try and if I'm if there's a start and a finish, then it's a race, right? That's how my brain works. So obviously, it's a competition, and obviously, I'm going to go for it. But um, yeah, it's more about all the people and and just the the community and and pushing pushing yourself and pushing each other. Um, and it's it's our, great our, to meet other athletes who are going through the same of, thing. It's a far. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, um, like I, I could. I want to pick your brains as well. Like, what about you? Like, how how did you get into it? I, I just saw it advertised <laughs> one of the gyms in London that was saying adaptive CrossFit just for adaptive athletes. It's called Alt Movement. And I went along. I thought, wow, this is cool. Every single person there was there to be the best they could be and lift it as much as they could. And it was just inspiring to be part of. And I did my first competition with them. And afterwards, it's like, what, what really kind of made my hair stand on end is when you're struggling to lift those weights instead of rivalries everyone gathers around you and kind of gives you this energy it's like come on and that kind of really kind of spurs you on it's such a nice feeling and after you competed everyone's just full of wow that is incredible it just makes you feel this kind of feeling of triumph and then you you're there supporting them as well Mm. it's just like this feeling you you can't explain like the the recent competition, the one moment that stands out for me is when we're doing the one rep max lifting, cleaning as, ha- as heavy as you can. And I was struggling to get this 40 kilograms up with one arm. And I eventually got it up. And as I got it up, I just heard this massive roar from people like, yeah. And honestly, that, that just made me smile. Yeah. It's those moments. That I was there. I was right. I want to do it. I was that one hand, like, I mean, I don't know how you you keep the balance on it and the, the grip strength and everything. Like, that it does it, it blew my mind quite a bit. It was you, it was you and um, Tyler facing each other, and he's doing it with one leg, and you're doing it with with one arm. It's like, <laughs> man, these guys are animals. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's yeah, it's. I, I knew you could articulate it better than I could. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but. So there's, there's this really sporty competitive side of you, but so you're running up mountains, you're running half marathons, you're doing CrossFit, but at the same time, you're working a full-time job as well, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I did honestly, like, obviously I've always been quite intellectual, shall we say. So I, I did a chemistry degree before my Thomas career kind of kicked off. So I actually did it in between Beijing and London. So day after Beijing, after I got back, I started uni, um, did my chemistry degree, graduated the year before Tokyo, uh, before London, and then took a year out for London. And then I was going to go back and do a master's, but London obviously kicked off so well. It was so amazing that I never went back and did a master's. So, yeah, I just thought I'd play table tennis for a few years and make the most of it whilst I was still young. And then 10 years later, I was still playing professionally. So, yeah it's you never know how life's going to turn out and you just take every opportunity as it as it comes but i did obviously know that there would be an expiry date on that and there would be a you know it's not going to last forever um but naively you know you get you 
you get performance lifestyle support and and you know they, they will say like you know prepare for afterwards and it i always kind of naively thought oh, i'll be fine i've got a chemistry degree like worry about that when it's done because i feel like all your eggs in one basket it has to be when you're an athlete you have to put everything into it you know selfishly you have to you're not going to succeed right until you unless you are all in um and you want to be the best you can be so that i kind of didn't really have a plan for what happened afterwards like i lived the dream and achieved all that i could have ever dreamed of and then right what's next and that hit me like a truck like it hit me like an absolute train i wasn't really prepared for that even though you know i, I think i had lots of opportunities i just think the mental transition was really really difficult and um way more difficult than i could have envisaged and i think my personal life kind of exacerbated that a little bit and made it a little bit worse because I was struggling with my disability and and I didn't have that reason to get up in the morning anymore to push myself and it was really hard to like to push my bones past breaking point past the painful bits because why like I did get very lost and um yeah event obviously eventually I had my my hip surgery um but in that time like I'd lost my job effectively and I like I couldn't play table tennis anymore so I worked pretty hard that I barely slept for a whole year and I was literally just working my ass off. Um, I joined a bit of a career transition scheme, which is really good actually for former athletes, former elite athletes, ex-military. It's all grouped together. There's a lot of opportunity out there to, to kind of transition into the, um, into the corporate world if, if you so wish or whatnot. And I feel like there's a lot of transferable skills you can have after, after a career in sport and all those, you know, all those, those abilities those soft abilities of being able to push yourself like they're they're so desirable and and i feel like if you're successful in one walk of life then it stands to reason that you, you'd be successful in others as well so i feel like there's an untapped kind of market there an opportunity for athletes coming out of sport um, and for disabled people as well i can you know obviously i'm a big advocate for disability inclusivity and, and awareness and all that I've done a lot of work on the side. I'm a patron for a disability charity, so I'm really, really kind of pushing it all the time, and um, that opened a few doors for me. Um, but yeah, I eventually moved back down to to Plymouth. Um, so I left when I was 18, and now I now I'm back. So it's it's nice to be back home and have a little bit of normality because because you don't really live a normal life when you're uh, when you're on the road and you're you're training. You you know honestly you. You're going to break something every day and you're pushing your body to limits every day and that that eventually you know that's draining you can you can hit burnout and you have to have a, a good balance so i think i see that in my life now um so i'm yeah i joined a i'm a project manager now so that i feel like there's quite a lot of transferable skills which go over um and yeah i'm really enjoying it i've always been very professional and organized and it annoys me when people need and i feel like that can be a source of cash for me especially in my career, um, you know, I, I'm very accountable and I'm very, like, demands, like, not perfectionism, but if you, I, I kind of strive towards that. So I feel like I, I replicate that in my training and in my life and everything like that. So, yeah, so I, I feel like project management is a good little vocation for me and I'm going with it. So I've been doing that for nearly, nearly a couple of years and still learning. So that's that's what it's all about. It's a new new thing to get better at and a new thing to um, become proficient at uh, alongside the training. So did, really enjoying it. Did you find it difficult to get a job? Did you find um, some jobs were kind of resistant about hiring you because of your disability? Because I found when I, when I was working in the gyms, a lot really? of gyms were 
resisted hiring me because of my disability no I, th I think thankfully i've been okay like i had a lot of opportunity but i feel like that's testament to my i guess my cv and my are we still here you've frozen oh we're still there can you hear me um yeah so i, I feel like i don't know i don't know i feel like i was quite lucky to to fall on my feet a little bit um and do something which i wanted to do so yeah no, i've been quite quite fortunate really um and i, I definitely think the table tennis has helped and and obviously the whole background of you know my story if, if you want to call it my story i guess we're calling it our story here but um if you can play on that and and use it to your you know you can really use it as an advantage like it is a big big plus um that diversity of having a disability and and i think the world is starting to realize that um and and obviously i'm a big advocate for that so what what would you say are some of the biggest obstacles you have faced and how have you overcome them um i would say i think naturally you can face setbacks uh i mean that's that can be as simple as losing table tennis matches and you know it, it can feel like life or death when you're younger like winning or losing it genuinely was life or death and it, it has to be to some extent because you have to want it that bad where it feels like it um and i think you know it teach te it definitely taught me to to come back from disappointments and you can't be on it all the time you cannot you know you can't play well all the time even if you prepare the best you can prepare and some days it's just not going to go your way and i think that's the same with anything in life um i think it's being okay no matter what happens i said that before nice. and doing the right thing in any given time and trusting the process and i feel like that can alleviate quite a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety because uh, i feel like say for example you've got a big stressful event coming up um you know it, it it can be it can be stressful say you've got to play a big shot in a pressure situation like match point down in the deciding set for a medal in that that your livelihood depends on it like that's real pressure and i feel like being in those circumstances like i feel like if you just let go of you know the outcome but just take each given moment and and take each decision as it comes and make the right choice at the right time um at that given time then then you can't really go wrong because you can't win all the time like sometimes you lose and sometimes you don't feel good um and but i think, I think we learn like we you're learn more likely our, our to biggest lessons from our failures as well yeah for sure i just feel like you're more likely to pull something off if you're not scared of failing so if it's reasoned and calculated that big shot you know that might be the right thing to do but if it is the right thing to do go forth with full conviction and go yes. and smash it and you're more likely to pull it off whereas if it's maybe a flash in the pan it's shit or bust and it's maybe ah oh, might go on might not and you're more likely to miss it and i feel like that's the same it's in life got it's got to live um, about fear which is easier said than done do you not think i think true, it's, accepting true, that. Yeah. it's like, like sometimes you're going to be nervous sometimes you're going to be scared but if you block that out and just try and block it out then they they just perpetuate themselves and get worse and worse and all that negativity can spiral i've definitely learned that whereas if you fully feel it and accept it and be like yeah i am shit scared right now i am in a lot of pain i am nervous i am not looking forward to this i am stressed weirdly that alleviates it all and you kind of you kind of have an understanding of 
you, you notice when it comes into your brain as well. Like sometimes I'll be trying to block pain out. I don't even realize it's there. Because when I fully feel it, I can deal with it then. Whereas if you don't understand it and you don't even know when these feelings are floating around your brain, you can't have a hope in hell of dealing with them. Because um, it's just, uh, you know, like I said, it spirals and it wishy-washies around and it just gets worse and worse. So I feel like I've, all my experiences have kind of made me quite self-aware in terms of I know how I react in certain situations to the point where I can tap into that and I can be like, all right, this is happening again. It's fine. We kind of feel it in, we relax, we deal with it, we acknowledge it, and then it kind of naturally kind of alleviates it a little bit. Um, and I feel like I feel like that's helpful for me. Um, and again, like looking around in the CrossFit arena, like perspective and having a look at you know and having a bit of a rea reality check on life, you realise that you know we're all good, man. This is incredible. We kind of learn so much from each yeah. other as well. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but why Why am I moaning about, oh, I've got a big meeting on Monday. Why am I moaning about a little bit of pain in my hip? You know, it's all thoughts. It's all thoughts. You don't have to let it affect you unless it only affects you if you let it affect you. Right. And, and, and if it, if, if it's, you know, if, if, if you don't let it affect you, then it's not affected you. And I know that's really wishy-washy and airy-fairy, but it stands like that is it's so true. Like it's all up there in the head. So I feel like training and CrossFit is a, is a good way of and training there's, there's, that kind of mindset. There's something else we haven't, we haven't talked about yet. Um, so on your Instagram, didn't you go through a major surgery, a heart surgery as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, probably, yeah. So uh, a condition i was born with quite a few heart problems so i was born with a hole in my heart and was quite quite badly ill when i was when i was a baby so i had major heart surgery when i was 11 months old to repair it all and that kind of affects my i guess i stress upon keeping in shape and and health and and all that comes with it because you know without if i wasn't then there'd be a few implications on my heart for sure so i've got a pacemaker now so i can feel it and I'm not saying it, I'm cheating when I'm doing all this CrossFit and it's helping me keep ticking along, but it is it's genuinely keeping me ticking along in a way. But um, yeah, I've, so I've had a few complications in recent years where I've had to have it changed over. And and genuinely, if my veins were more constricted and um, so I've got a few, I've got about three wires going in. So I've had it changed three times now. I've got three sets of wires going down the same vein, I believe which is not normally advisable, but because my veins are quite fit, shall we say, is that the right? I've got fit veins, <laughs> then it was possible. But um, it's, it's something which is, is quite crucial for me to stay in, you know, stay in quite good shape just for, for those kind of reasons. But, but yeah, no, it doesn't really affect me on a, on a day-to-day -day basis. But, just, that that, that, that my, just makes your, your, your achievements even more remarkable because you're running half marathons, mountains, CrossFit, with a pacemaker as well, as well as a disability. So, no, thank it's like you. There's, there's no end yeah. to what you achieve. Yeah, thank so you, mate. What would you appreciate? What would you say? What would you say is your biggest, proudest achievement? You can have more than one. Uh, just what what really stands out for you? Uh, winning World Active last weekend, should I say? <laughs> I've got to say it. it's got to go up there, isn't it? Yeah, that, 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 um, that's a big. No, it, it it. Do you know what I said to my coach afterwards? Like, because 
like it, I was a bit emotional on the way home because it was almost like a well, it was a year ago previous to that, to the day. Like I was not in a good way. I was, you know, I was really in a bad place with not, you know, lost my table sense, like my table sense career was over. I was still finding my way in my job and my personal life. And I was lying in a hospital bed, could hardly walk. And then a year on, I'm winning CrossFit events and I'm an absolute animal. And that that meant a lot more to me than maybe other people realized because that was a bit symbolic of you know how far I'd come. And I didn't you don't see it on an everyday basis. Like if you look when you look back, you've like that sense of and again, same with the half marathon and same with running up Snowden, like they were symbolic to me because that's what I thought about when I was in hospital. They were milestones and they were targets that I had in my brain consciously that I always wanted to do. And the CrossFit thing was never in my wildest dreams. I didn't think I could ever do a squat again, let alone, I don't know, let alone compete and let alone win or what, whatever. And it's not really about that for me, but when you do take a step back, it, it did make me quite emotional. So the sense of achievement and the, the pride I get from those achievements way more than anything in table tennis I, I, I mean that like honestly those i'm not saying they mean nothing to me but they kind of do mean nothing to me like it was my table tennis career was all about the experiences i had and the people i met and so it's like a it's yeah, like a step who really cares like yeah it's more of a it's more of a platform for demonstrating you know your achievements rather than the achievements themselves and um yeah. I, and I feel like the pride I've got from from anything that I've pushed my body. Um, I, I cycled like the Tour de France route one-legged. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. That was sticks up there in yeah, the achievement. You're just saying it. That was good. I did it. <laughs> yeah, but that was yeah, that was that was good. I recommend people to do that. Like it's, you know. Just anything that's, that's, where that's pretty, pretty much anything where you don't well. think, yeah. I did, I think Alpe was the best one. Alpe was a good mountain because that's all the switchbacks. And, um, I think anything that's tough for an able bodied person that you go and do with a disability and an extra added hurdle, like people can relate to that. Like a half marathon, like everyone knows what a half marathon is, but and not many people can really, well, a lot of people have done a half marathon, don't get me wrong, but they find it tough and they know how difficult it is. Um, you put it into a you know you add, add a few hurdles into the mix then it, it can be quite impressive and i feel like it's not that's not the reason i do those things but i do it for me to prove to myself and i feel like if you like i don't didn't know that i could do some of those things like i knew i would give it a go and i would give it a bloody good shot and i'd stop when i was absolutely dead but an, an achievement is something which you achieve when you don't actually know whether you could do it or not like like I don't know. Like I, I know I can do a half marathon now. So if I did another one, it probably wouldn't have the same sense of achievement. And the thought of doing that twice and going on to do a marathon, I'm not sure I could do that. Like I don't think my I, I could do it mentally, and but physically I don't but know. You don't know you can't. So you, you, you're thinking problem. you can't, but your body might be able to. Maybe one day. Yeah. I always said I'd yeah. never do a it marathon, might. and I've yeah. I've applied to doing a marathon next year. So you never know. Nice. Yeah. But I don't. I don't question your ability and your fitness and your ability to. I know. I do. But that's what scares me I because I know I'll go to the point where I'll end up in hospital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going, it's going, my bones it's going into the unknown. unknown. Like I said. Yeah. Probably not advisable, and my mum tells me off all the time. But you know, 
I, I do pay for it for a bit. If I do, I have to like write off a couple of weeks at least afterwards and I can have hardly move for, for two weeks. But for me, it's worth it. Like I can't live my life just being careful. I have to prove to myself that I can do these things. And then, yeah, if I can't walk for two weeks afterwards, I'm, that's a price I'm willing to pay. And I know, exactly. I know not everyone's like that. And I never, this is why it's really, it's really hard for me to offer advice to like other people with my disability because I'm not going by the book and I'm doing everything that doctors would not advise to do. So I'm really careful about about saying that, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, this is what I do and this is what helps me. But um, I caveat it with the fact that that's not going to be the same for everyone. Um, no. And it's really hard because everyone's different. And it's, I don't know, like I'm, I feel like I'm a bit of a freak in the sense that I push myself way beyond the safe zone of my bones. But I'd swear that in the long run, it has been better for me. Like if I'd not done all those things, I could very easily be in a wheelchair right now. So it's it's hard, isn't it? It's 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 really hard. Like I'd never say to a kid with multiple physical dysplasia, go out and run half a marathon because your bones will get stronger in the long run, because you'll probably end up in a wheelchair for a month afterwards. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a really hard one. Um, so that actually, yeah that actually brings me on to my next question so my next question is what would you say to somebody with a disability who feels they can't reach their full ability because of their disability Take, uh, i mean again acceptance accept that you do have a disability because you know you can bat around the you can beat around the bush a little bit but at the end of the day you do have very real limitations and it is going to be hard and it is going to be painful but that doesn't have to stop you um and there's there isn't a ceiling there might be a ceiling in terms of what you're able to do physically but not in terms of how far you can push yourself mentally and i feel like that can be like i said before it can be quite a daunting daunting task when you kind of see your overall end goal you want to i don't know people might look at yourself anthony and think i could never do that i could never do a half marathon i could never do a marathon like this man's doing like this guy why wow, it's incredible but they haven't seen all that it takes to get to that point I feel like you can't just have that end goal. Yes, a goal might motivate you. It might do, and, it, and you can use that as fuel to drive you. But you have to split that up to like everyday little intermediary goals. Like, oh, just get stronger than yesterday. Just do better than yesterday. And and kind of one thing for me would be to understand that it's not always going to be easy. Like it is going to be hard. And you're going to have days where you do not want to do anything and you do not want to push yourself through those pain barriers and past those limits because – to be quite frank, I don't think anyone can do it every day. I don't think you can be mentally strong enough every day. I can't do it every day. Some days I like I can't move today. I know that if I did get up and I push myself, I would get a bit easier. But today is not that day. But other days I remind myself that, you know, most days I can. But some like once in a blue moon, it's just, you know, you have to be kind to yourself. And don't beat yourself up if you can't do something. Because, you know, we're not all superhumans. We're not we're not like doing this day in day out, and we can just overcome everything every time because that's not not possible. It's just not like it's not realistic. So I just feel like just to be mindful of that, um, but not use it as an excuse either. You know, some days you can push through and you should push through, and I'm there to remind you of that. Um, so yeah. so yeah, I think it's I think it's a, it's a, it's knowing yourself and having a good balance and knowing what that that limit is. And, and I know what my limits are, where it's good and bad. And um, uh, and that'll be obviously, I, I just think you can push that limit higher and higher, the stronger and quicker you get, if that makes sense. 
definitely definitely so there's so much we could talk about but we haven't we've been talking for so long we have to end it so unfortunately but we'll probably do another talk soon um so if people want to connect with you and watch what you yeah. do online how can they find you to be honest i only really use instagram these days so yeah instagram and like i said i'm quite a busy man but i do i do find that i i think the, the community and, and pushing each other on i'm always there and i'm always available for things like that and um because i know how much it's helped me so you know if i can if i can be there for anyone else any other you know just even if it's just to relate to um and to spread awareness of certain things then i'm all for that so um wherever you find you've got to get your like i said you've got to scrape the barrel sometimes and and in a way me me proving to myself and doing all these things it is for me really and that's i get a lot of motivation from that so i'm trying to perpetuate that a little bit and then kind of keep it going so so yeah i feel like yeah i feel like if anyone ever wants to go for a workout or go and run up a mountain with me then they know where to find me Mate, I'll, uh, i would have come for a run up the mountain with you let's do it we should do it we'll, come run up, we'll go run up a mountain with smash some weights yeah that'd be, that'd be cool yeah you can carry me how's that for a challenge <laughs> no i'm, I'm joking <laughs> one day i think that we should put no, that in the joking. diary and do that one day yeah i've not done ben nevis yet that's on the list um we would, but would yeah what, what, like... what, what's kind of next for you would you would you ever think about doing everest uh do you know what i've watched the documentaries and i watch youtube and stuff like i love it like i did that's like i just love everything that a mountain represents symbolically and metaphorically like climbing a mountain it's like get to that top of that mountain that's what it's all about and then find a bigger mountain so yeah it does obviously fuel my fire a little bit but i'm also not a complete complete like nut job in the sense that i don't know whether it's 100 percent safe for me to do that i don't doubt that i could like people amputees do it don't get me wrong like it's definitely possible if it's humanly possible then you can do it obviously but i just feel like is it, is it, is it, is it safe, worth risking like, your life before, i suppose yeah i don't think i'm not like that much of a well maybe i am maybe i am who knows if if you get someone to fund it then i would do it because <laughs> it's not it's not as easy as just climbing up that's not like it's not a little hill is it so um yeah yeah but no maybe kilimanjaro is definitely doable like that is that's probably a big one that's that's achievable for a lot of people um so yeah that's on the bucket list um nice but you can't just go and pop off and do that on a weekend can you so i don't know watch this no. space we shall see i mean there's so much we could talk about because you actually did a ted talk as well but we have to kind of wrap it up now so guys if you want to see what more of what D dave does check him out on instagram give him a message give him a follow um check out his journey because he's done ted talks he's got loads of challenges that he's running that he's doing so check him out and it's great to chat to you dave it's great to meet you and yeah well i guess i'll see you soon thank you and so thank you for having me it's been a pleasure chatting to you and see you soon yeah see ya bye